Lord will just meet your every need, every desire. Amen. Can we sing, When He Reached Down His Hand for Me? We haven't got a screen at this moment, so we'll sing familiar songs. Hopefully I remember them too. Once my soul was astray from the heavenly way. I was wretched and blind and could be. Oh, my hand. 
mighty eagle, the Holy Spirit flying over, looking for his own. Doesn't matter where you are, where you've been. Amen. There's not a place that the Lord Jesus can't reach to. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Can we sing just a closer walk with thee? I am weak, but thou art strong.
tonight Lord oh Lord Jesus just let us hold on to your hand Lord to your unchanging hand Lord Jesus for you'll take us through Father you'll carry us when we can't even walk Lord God and we look back in our tracks Father and there's only one set of footprints Lord Jesus and it's you carrying us through it Lord God How we thank you, oh Lord Jesus, for those bloody footprints in our lives, oh God. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name, Lord. Blessed be your name. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Brother Tom's going to come and take us to God in prayer tonight. He just has a few requests to make known, so. Amen. He's a very present help in time of trouble, isn't he? He's a wonderful God that we serve. Scripture says in Hebrews 13, 8, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you have a need tonight, why don't you just hold it up before the throne of grace? We have a prayer request of Brother Sterling. He's going in for an operation, for a gallbladder operation, and he covets our prayers. Thursday morning. And uh, also, we have a request also for Brother Biscoll. He had a fall and has hurt himself. And he's at home recovering. They did an MRI today, making sure everything's fine. And so he's resting and covets our prayers. So our dear, precious Brother Biscoll, we love dearly our pastor. We just pray that God will move in a special way. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, you never, never tire of our often comings, Lord. We approach you as a holy God. 
through the blood of the Lamb. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord, you are indeed the author and finisher of our faith. So tonight, Lord, we are not a defeated people, but we are victorious people through the blood of the Lamb. We stand as sons and daughters of God, claiming the benefits of Calvary, knowing, Lord, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we are not approaching a God somewhere in the universe, but you said you are a very present help in time of trouble. And so, Lord, our brother Sterling is needing the guiding hand of the great physician to watch over physicians that will do an operation. But, Lord, we're also bringing our precious brother and pastor, Brother Biscal, before the throne of grace. Lord, that you will strengthen him, that you will heal him, that you will overshadow him with the glorious presence of the Almighty. These are two precious brethren we love dearly, Lord. So would you move in a supernatural way? Lord, you're a supernatural God. And as Brother Andy said years ago, a supernatural God, it's natural that you move supernaturally. What a tremendous revelation that is, Lord. So we approach you tonight on the basis of the promise of your word. You said, ask and you shall receive. Lord, we're asking in the name of Jesus Christ that you raise these brothers up for the glory of God. Remember, Sister Iris, Lord, is there going to have a memorial coming up, Lord, for Brother John Drake? We pray that the Comforter will come, that you will overshadow the family. Our dear Sister Eleanor, as a son, will be going to rest. And, Lord, we know that it's just the shell, but the soul has moved on into another land called Beulah Land. So, Lord, Brother Michael is going to come tonight and minister the word. Would you unction him, move him, anoint him, Lord, to be a vessel that you will use for the glory of God. Remove the man and let the Holy Ghost minister through him and in him, Lord. We pray, God, that you'll have your way. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. seats tonight. God bless each and every one of you. Sister Brianna Dingwall is going to come and minister a special unto us, so we just ask her to come. And just a quick announcement, Brother Tom mentioned in his prayer that Brother John Drake's uh, memorial service will be on Friday, August the 6th. Um, Details are posted on the bulletin board in the back. Amen.
Jesus is with us every step of the way. Amen. Praise God. My hope is in the Lord. I'll invite Brother Mike to come. Can we stand together as we sing this first verse? I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord. I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord. And who the ways of all the ages lie. 
hope wasn't in him, I don't know what it's going to be in. So you might want to ask yourself the question, where's my hope tonight? Because if it's not in Christ, it's a failing hope. It's a hope that's going to end. It's going to pass away somewhere. But my hope is in him, and therefore there will never be a worry, a fret, what come what may. Right, Brother Frank? Amen. That's where our hope is. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to just, I got a little bit of an, I'm just going to give a little bit of an announcement for camp. Uh, maybe just hold their musicians and we'll just sing a song after. But I know uh, we've been waiting for some different announcements and such from the borders and, and thus some have come. And so we're just going to maybe give you a little bit of clarity on, on what is transpiring. Um, many, most might know. Um, the extension for the U.S. side going down did not uh, open up, and so we're stuck to flying, not driving, as we were hoping and praying. And uh, but we just rest in the Lord's will, and His will be done. And so we will be. Uh, there's flying only is the way that you're going to be able to get to camp. And uh, and I'll, I'll say a little bit of, more about that here shortly. But just to give a little bit of a recap, yes, this is. I know we, we're saying calling it family camp. Um, but we are also the youth that will be there. We will be still doing, um, you know, putting them in cabins, maybe a little bit more broader, just because of the numbers are a little different. But so are, are still uh, the youth that will be there will be um, in cabins uh, in their own, like we have done in the past. So that aspect is is still there. Um, a little bit, as it's a family camp, a little bit different, maybe a little bit smaller in number per se. Um, we're wanting to help out as well, everybody. So everybody, I'm just letting everybody know here and on the internet. I have on my notes, everyone's fair game. <laughs> so it's not like, well, this person's helping and I'm here to sit on my chair and do nothing. Um, we're all there together. This is a little bit of a different camp. So if you get a tap on the shoulder, it's, hey, we need some help. And uh, can you jump in here? Or just uh, just be aware, we're, we're all going to help out together at this camp a little bit, all right? So it's uh, it's everybody's camp. Um, again, a couple little pieces. Um, we're trying to just keep things a little bit tighter. And on the food side, we're, it'll be light snacks in the evening. But if uh, someone's coming, again, this is a little bit far out planning. But if you're a super, super hungry person at the end of the evening and you're needing like big meals, you might want to bring your own. All right, so just uh, giving you some plenty of heads up notice so you can shop early. <laughs> so, no, you can't you can't say no one told you, right? Um, we do need to, just as things have shifted, I know some have said, well, we'll be there if this and such happens, or if we can drive only, or we'll be there no matter what kind of thing. Uh, we do need to, to know um, uh, now quite specifically, because it is fly only, we are looking at potentially doing a, a bit of a, kind of a, a private charter or, or arrange some some different options outside of, you know, fl- go heading to YVR and, and flying out of the main airport into Seattle and we can maybe get from Abbotsford to Bellingham. And so it's a, uh, no, it, won't, it wouldn't be on a jet uh, per se, on a little bit of a little hopper. Uh, so if that's out of the question for you, well, book your pl- flight at YVR. But if you're looking to save maybe a little bit of dollars, we're, um, we're looking at something that will be around about the 130 to $40 mark that will get us into Bellingham and uh, save us some, some travel and commute and even time. It'd be about a you know, 20, 30 minute hop. So uh, if that is something that you're interested in, we would like you to contact the office um, you know, ASAP, and we'll give you to next, we'll give it to next Wednesday at the latest, um, and, uh, we'll look for that option there. Also on that note, if you do intend, packing is also very tight. 
so they would, and this option is duffel bag level, um, me- medium carry-on side, preferably soft case. Uh, hard case is not, not even soft case, it's like soft duffel bag, uh, like scrunchable. So if you're at church in a t-shirt, I understand. <laughs> I understand. All those in the States will be in the suits and we'll be in t-shirts. That's, we'll know who flew on the puddle jumper. <laughs> so, uh, but again, just in planning that, that's, that's just to give a little bit of a, what it is. So it's again, backpack style, but if you can, um, We'll, we'll shoot for next Wednesday. If you know earlier than that, uh, prefer, please let us know. Just call the office or email myself, Mr. Abigail, um, and, and let us know. Yes, I, I'd like to look for that option. And we'll go from there. It's, it's very different. There's a lot of moving pieces uh, here with this, with this border business. But uh, we're terribly looking forward to it. Um, those that can be there, we're, uh, we'll miss everyone else that's not. It's, uh, it's, it's bitter and sweet, very bitter and very sweet. And, uh, and so we'll... Just pray the Lord has his way. He's going to speak to somebody, and we'll have a wonderful time in his presence. We'll be, of course, streaming the services here for those meetings as well, so the church will be indeed open as we've had in the past. And uh, any other changes or future announcements to that, we will let you know. Amen. All right. Maybe let's just sing um, pleasing. Let me be pleasing to you, just as we turn to the word. Oh, please. atmosphere, the worship, Lord, all that we would say and do tonight, Lord, every aspect of our lives, Lord, if you're pleased with it, Lord, oh, that's everything. I think of the little account, the little story that Brother Branham says, Lord, and the violinist that was playing, and Lord, after a masterful piece of work he did, Lord, he didn't even move, Lord, as the applause went on, but he looked up into that upper balcony, and he looked to his master, his teacher, and he was waiting for his Lord, his acknowledgement and his approval, and that he was pleased. And that meant everything to him. Lord, tonight that's indeed our heart, Lord. If we could look to you and say, Lord, be pleased tonight with us. And that will mean everything. 
Lord, take control of this service. We've not come in here to fill it, fill a time, Lord. And Lord, we're knowing and sensing the moving of your spirit amongst our people and your body. We're wanting to be so sensitive and in tune with your word. So have your way, Lord. Take control. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's turn to our, our Bibles. Good to see everybody. Not good to not to see some. <laughs> Is that a double negative? Did I say that correctly? <laughs> it's not good that we aren't able to see many others. There we go. Maybe that came out clear. We are greeting each one of our believers and saints that are on the U.S. side and that are on here tonight. God bless you. May you be on the edge of your seat, whether you're here or there. Amen. Pull on the word. All right, we've spoke about it a little bit over the last few weeks now, and just the, the, uh, well, you know, they see what you expect is what you get. We know this, right? And so, if you sit there and you spectate, you will get a spectator's portion, indeed. <laughs> if you sit there and participate, you'll get a participator's portion. <laughs> Amen? So you pull hard and God will deliver it. Amen? Don't look to the man. You say, Lord, I have something in need of you. We've just been dwelling on that with uh, different brothers. And you come with a specific need. Amen. And if maybe your heart is full, maybe someone else has a specific need and you need to pull for them. Amen. All right. Yep. Nope. That was not loud enough. Amen. Good. (laughs) Okay. You're there. Thank you. Luke 14. We're going to start in verse 25. Lord, help me tonight. I was nervous as all get out. And I have a tooth. <laughs> so no tripping up there. Luke 24, 14, verse 25. Sorry, Luke 14, verse 25. There we go. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come unto me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. I read that. My goodness. It's pretty strong, actually. Don't just pass over these words that Jesus is speaking. If any man come unto me, come to me and hate not his father. And you say, whoa, mother, wife, children, brethren, sisters, yea, his own life. He cannot be my disciple. He's wanting everything. And whosoever do not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I pray you're coming with a heart to be his disciple tonight. So, Lord, whatever the cost, whatever it requires. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it? Lest happily, after he hath laid the foundation, is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Amen. You may have your seats tonight. Lord bless the word. Wednesday night, we're just going to have our, just relax a little bit. Speak about him. I want to speak just a little thought, just called finished and clinched. And that's reading in the scripture, 
Jesus speaking, for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not, sitteth not down first and count of the cost and plan it out. Figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to accomplish this? What do I need? And whether he has sufficient to finish it, whether he's able to get there, whether in resources and manpower, whatever it may be, lest happily after he laid the foundation, he puts in a little bit of effort, puts a little bit of work, and he puts the foundation down, he's looking at it, and he's not able to finish. And they, Jesus said, saying this man began to build, and some up come up and basically mock him and say, <laughs> way to go. Apparently he didn't put any planning into that one. You didn't, didn't, didn't really, you didn't really count the cost, did you? And now you're stuck and you got a half-built thing and it's useless. Jesus is saying, which of you would do that? You know, it's a, it's a good feeling to be able to say, finished it. Finished something. It's a good feeling. You accomplished it, right? Nobody likes to be uh, kind of stuck halfway. You know, everybody likes that sense of achievement. You know, it's a, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, proud feeling there of having done something, maybe even worthwhile. You know, maybe even difficult. You know, yeah, I did it. I like this. It's a feeling. It kind of invigorates us, you know, and, you know, raise our standards a little more. And we, you know, put a big check mark on the to-do list. Everybody likes the check marks on to-do list. You know, it's not quite the same on our apps. You know, we get our phones and we, we tap it to, to, to check it off. But man, there's something about getting to that, that pad of paper and you're like, Anybody ever put something down you've done already and you wrote it down just so you could check it? Show me your hands. Yeah. Yeah. See, half of you, the honest ones put their hands up. I know there's at least double that out there because you didn't want to put your hand up. I've done it. Like, man, that was so amazing. I got it done. I have to write it down so I can say yes. (laughs) There's just something there to check off. I finished it. I love it. Yeah. Accomplishment. You know, but there's... There's nothing worse on the opposite of not getting anything done. And you go through a day and you're like, what did I do? You even had the to-do list and you're like, nothing. I can't even check half of it off. I can't even scrub half of that sentence off there or fill in half the checkmark box. Cause you didn't, and, and it's a lame feeling. In fact, it almost, you know, mentally puts you into a bit of a low moment because like, yeah, I just felt like nothing happened today. All right? So we, we like to get something done. Puts a, some drive there. Anybody ever been on a progress bar, loading up their, uh, you know, some app or some program or maybe reformatting a hard drive and you're just like, you're just like, you're watching the progress bar because you want to see it finished. No, you haven't done that either. Oh man, I've watched lots of progress bars in my life. I've, I've prayed progress bars to the end because I want to see it done. Nothing's worse than getting to 99% and it hangs. You've been there too. The app load and it's like almost there, almost, and then it doesn't work. It's frustrating. We want to see it finished. Amen. Amen. I want to see it finished. You know, some people, they really like to get things done and they almost want to get so much done and they can't finish it and create some little bit even a, a, some anxiety and they, they get wrapped up in their ideas and they lose focus because they got maybe too many things on, to, on their to-do list and, and they get lost. And they get lost there and they even maybe have, you know, such a high attention to detail and they, they, they like so many specific things they can never get to check off that list. And, and, or maybe they're continually changing their mind. I, I, I started here, but now I'm here, 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 and here. And again, they never get it, never get to get there. And it's a terrible aspect to not be able to finish. So a builder plans. As Jesus said, a builder would plan. Maybe prepares for years. To ordering supplies and think of large skyscrapers and towers and such that they're putting up and they plan for years and planning and drawing and such. 
calculating exactly what is needed. Exactly what is needed to finish a building. And even in sports, I know the Olympics are somewhat on. Or I mean, my goodness, usually everybody knows about the Olympics right now. And I think they're, they're on and nobody knows about it. How terrible. But no one starts a race. People are, have been preparing. One uh, in the UK, they said an Olympian who trains to go to the Olympics... Uh, they train an average of six hours a day, six days a week for 12 months a year, and essentially about four years. And so they're putting in 10,000 hours, roughly, just to get there and be at the be at the uh, you know level they need to be. But you know they don't do that and start and, and prepare. They, they have they've planned this out for a long time. In fact, some of them for years and years and years. It's their life's goal, and so they've actually plotted out their whole life. Just to get to that point. And so they've trained and they, they've worked out. They've done everything. They, they've kept their eating habits. They have, they've planned this out. They've planned it out. But nobody does that and gets to the Olympics as someone would be right now. And they're on the starter block. And they're, 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 they're ready to go. And the, the gun goes off. And off they go. And into the, you know, maybe one of the long races. And, the, and they're off. And, then, and they stop like 100 meters deep. Into the 1500 meter, like, you know, you know, I don't have it. Don't have what it takes. It's over. I'm walking away. Nobody does that. They're planning to get to the very end. They're planning to finish. That's what they're planning to do. Nobody's trying to just put in half the effort, get halfway there and turn around and be the mockery of the whole Olympic committee and the whole Olympic world and be like, look at this guy. Didn't even train hard enough. He didn't count the cost. He didn't know what it took. He, he, he underestimated what he needed and he fell apart halfway on the race. Maybe the cost wasn't counted. Hikers and expeditions, they, they count their costs greatly because they got death on the line in some cases. People that have, you know, went up to Everest or something like that. This is their lifelong dream. And they want to finish something and they want to get up there and they want to get to the top. And so everything is put in place to try and do it. And, and, and no one goes through all that effort to get halfway up to base camp and suck in wind and can't make it and have to turn around. That'd be a waste of life for them to go that far and be like, you know, I, I, I miscalculated. I didn't plan appropriately, and I can't finish. Terrible. And know sometimes when people are in these aspects, they've got a lot of people around them. Are they going to make it? Are they going to do it? Can they finish it? Can England get there? Can England do it? Sorry, Brother Alan. They tried. And there was a lot of people... Yeah, finish. Right? Can they clinch that title? The crowds cheer, the world pumps up people, they're looking for incredible accomplishments as people try and achieve and accomplish and finish what they set out to do. Some major, some minor. But relative. But I want to jump right in this morning. I don't really care about Everest expeditions and Olympic titles and gold medals and, and all of that. There's only one champion we're talking about of finishing. Amen. Only one champion. We're gonna, you can know, you know exactly where, where I'm going because Jesus Christ, the only one that cried out with the words that really only matter to us, it is finished. That's the only one that matters that finished something. I don't really care someone that climbs up a mountain or, or kicks a soccer ball and gets enough goals to win. It didn't really matter. Their finishing means nothing. But one, one Christ Jesus means something. John 19, 28 and 30. 
After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saying, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Do not pass by those three words. Don't just read over scripture. And he said, oh, he took some vinegar and he gave, and he said, it is finished and gave up the ghost. Those are the most precious words one can ever read. I feel in the scripture. They're like my favorite phrase, my favorite words, because all there, everything in that phrase was my redemption. It's finished. It's over. I accomplished it. It was me, my life, my eternal life was wrapped up in those three words. Oh, they're precious to me. It is finished is the English translation of the Greek word tetelestai. Okay? You say, wow, that's quite the word. Yes, which is actually the only two times in all the New Testament it's even used is those two times in Scripture. Verse 28 and 30. Which is the last thing Jesus said before dying, which we know. It's a crucial word because it signifies the successful end to a particular course of action. It's over. It's accomplished. Amen? It's not, but it's not just, it's not just, I finished this. It actually is a perfect tense of the Greek word, which means it's been completed in past, but continuing into the present, and it's still in effect today. It's happened then, but it's still happening now. It didn't just, he didn't say it's finished today and that's it. Everything from here and back, it's over and everything in front. Well, we got to deal with it somewhere else. I got to figure out another plan. I got to figure out how to save everyone from now till the rest of time. No, no, no. It's finished now. It's accomplished for those behind me and it's accomplished for those in front of me. Amen. He cried out, it is finished. It meant it's finished in the past. It's still finished today, and it'll remain finished in the future. Amen? Man have had goals, and they, they've explained, as we've just said, oh, they've explained, I, I did it! I finished it! And it's the same word you'd use, as we've already spoken, someone that would maybe climb. Maybe someone that did some really long dissertation, or did some huge paper to get their big PhD, and get their, their, their doctorate or something, and they say, oh, I'm finished! What a, what a word! But it doesn't just mean, you know, I survived getting through that. It, it said, I did it and I did exactly what I set out to do. So I didn't just accomplish it and whew, whatever happened, happened, but I got here. You know, who knows what happened, but every little piece of the way, it happened exactly. Every jot, every tittle, every line, everything exactly the way I wanted it. That's a different finished. Opening scripture says, would a builder not weigh it out? Would he not count the cost? Jesus weighed it out. He had a long time to prepare. Before the foundations of the world, he was saying, okay, I need to get here. There was some planning. Long before you even showed up, or I showed up, or anybody showed up, he was planning the plan of redemption. Handcrafted plan. Of God to ensure that it's going to happen exactly the way I want it. It won't deviate one way or the other. It's not like, oops, I missed this one. Oh, I, I didn't quite cover it enough for that one. No, no. Every aspect he planned it out. He handcrafted your redemption. Every scripture, 
every promise, as we'll get into, had to be fulfilled in that. Every circumstance, every tribe of Israel, everything had to happen a specific way. So that when he hung on the cross and said, it is finished, it did indeed accomplish everything. There wasn't one, oh, oops, uh, you know, uh, this prophecy in Psalms didn't actually happen. Oh, I uh, miscalculated in my building and a mockery. Satan's like, what, what, what was that? You miss one? No, uh, uh. He planned it precisely so that every aspect of scripture was hit on the mark exactly the way it said it, exactly the way it was inspired. He said, that's my plan. I don't know if we realize the extent of, of actually doing that. How incredible our God is. Every type, every symbol, every from the red heifer to the waters of separation, to the hyssop, to, to the turtle doves, to the scapegoats, whatever. All of that in scripture and type had to be nailed in him. Exactly. So that he could say it is finished. Every prophecy... Everything that was spoken on the shores of Galilee, anything on the shores of Jordan, on the, any, any, any dream that anyone had, any prophecy that anyone spoke, it all had to hit it. Every single one. We wouldn't be standing here if it missed one. Wouldn't you be standing here? When, what, if, what if we took and just put, put Jesus Christ just right here, just aside for a moment, and take all the Old Testament, take it all, Everything. And to say, listen, uh, you know, wise men, men of, of theology that, you know, know your scripture, find somebody. Take all the Old Testament here. And here's the problem. Find somebody that hits every one of these. Find someone. Go for it. But remember, he's got to be just like Moses. Just like Moses, a deliverer in type he had to be just like him. He has to be like a champion, a Joshua, the savior that could take him into the promised land. He needs to be just like that one. He needs to be just like David, who could come up to Goliath and slay him. Solomon, Noah, Judah, Joseph, perfect type. He has to be just like that. Okay, we'll start trying to find somebody. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He not only needs to be the lamb slain, but also the scapegoat that was not slain. Find one like that just like, just matches it just like that. Maybe like the turtle dove as well that was dipped in blood. The priest who slew the bird, he must also be the altar. He must also be the tabernacle, the mercy seat, and the showbread. He has to be all of this. Don't forget the first ones I spoke about of Moses, of David, of Solomon, king of kings. A greater than Solomon. Oh, a little bit more. Find this one. That he has to actually match the prophecies that are so apparently, maybe even what you'd say contradictory. But they say, all kings shall fall down before him and all nations shall serve him. And yet he's despised and rejected. He's got to be both. And he must begin by showing a man that was born of a virgin. There's your beginning. Find him. Find one that can match just that small portion. And I would imagine it would be really silent after a whole lot of heads trying to find it. 
Has have you found him yet? No. But one, one could step out of that group and say, I found him. I found it. Who, who, who can do this? Who can match all of it? He says, Christ Jesus. Amen. He who died on the cross of Calvary for all my sin and your sin. He's the only one that can match all of that. And the whole plan wrapped up in him. Glory be to his name. Everything summed up in it is finished. Brother Bram said when Jesus came, he was the word in its fullness because the whole plan of redemption laid in him. The whole plan of redemption didn't lay in Moses, didn't lay in Joseph, didn't lay in Elijah. They were only part of the word, pointing to it. See, keep your thought here. It comes. See, the whole plan wasn't in them. They're pointing to it. They're pointing to him. Amen. Oh, but wait now. Let's take a step back. Let's take a step back before it is finished, before Calvary. As he walks his way up to Gethsemane. And he went in the garden alone. He had his disciples praying. And Jesus is there. Way back before the foundation of the world, he knew what must be done. And he didn't come into Gethsemane and kneel down and start praying. And be like, you know what? I just can't do it. It's not worth it. He didn't do that. He counted the cost long before. He counted the cost long before. So he knew exactly what had to transpire. And I can imagine him sitting there. And going through each of our individual sins. The weight of it that he was taking because he was sweating tears of blood. As he sweated out at Calvary or at Gethsemane and don't, as he weighed out and counted the cost as a builder would make sure, can I go through with this? Because surely Satan would be there saying, really? You went all that and you couldn't get, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it and be a mockery. No, no. He had already planned it out. He had thought it out and here he was now in action. You can plan a lot. You can do a lot of planning, but when you get to the dirt, it's a different story. You better have it nailed. And here he was now bearing the weight of your sin. And you've got to put in your mind and say, Lord Jesus, put, he, he was there praying in earnestness as drops of sweaty blood dropped from his brow. And it was my sin. You put your name there. You say it was Daniel. It's my sin. David. It's David's sin. And he's bearing it there. Oh, God. Let this cup pass from me, oh God. Your sin. And he went back. Can you just parry with me and pray? They're sleeping. And he goes and prays again. And I can imagine, I just put my mind, I just put myself there and I just see my Lord praying in earnest. Oh, I can only imagine the atmosphere. That was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I, I, he's God. His mind is going at a, at a pace that you or I couldn't comprehend. And every name is flashing through his mind. And he's saying, she's worth it. He's worth it. Joseph's worth it. Mary's worth it. Miriam's worth it. They're all worth it. I'll do it for her. I'll do it for him. It's worth it all. I've counted the cost. I'm going to the cross. Yeah. 
carried it because he counted it and he was looking to the end. He wasn't going to shortchange and, and renege on the plan. And so he wrestled through the garden for you and me because you're too valuable for him. Too valuable for him. He says, mm-mm. Nothing's stopping me from finishing this. I'm going forward. So then and now he was all alone. All alone in the, in the courthouse. Oh my. And everyone deserts him. And he's standing there. Peter's gone. Everyone's gone. And he's rejected alone. Standing on trial. Not a witness to stand for him, but a false one. As we spoke last time. And he had to go through each of these little these stages of the next hours ahead. But on his mind, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. He was standing there and he started getting beaten. And he got bruised. And the punches and the kicks as they beat on him. He says, mm, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. As he went through and they whipped him and they scourged him. Come on. Saints, you gotta, you gotta put yourself there. He's on the whipping post as his hands are tied down and they're whipping his back and the blood is coming on his back and he's saying, I'm gonna finish it. Oh, I'm gonna finish it. He was there. That really happened. When the Romans came up and tore at his beard, he said, oh, finish it. I'll finish it for Daniel. You're on his mind, Daniel. And a soldier came up and spit on his face and rolling down. I don't know. I haven't been spit on like any like at all. But what a degrading thing! Degraded when someone spit on you. I'm finishing it. I've counted this one out. I waited out. Crown of thorns are being made. Big thorns into a crown and set on his head as it penetrated into his scalp. And he bore the pain of it. He says, I'll finish it. I'll finish it. He didn't. Thank the Lord. He didn't take your ass somewhere halfway. And as those crown of thorns were going on his, on his head, oh, just stop. It's no, I can't do it. Didn't he didn't because he had already counted the cost. As a builder, he knew exactly what was needed. He went through the Garden of Gethsemane, sort of Lord, not my will, thine be done. Thy will is to go all the way, all the way to the cross, all the way through it. Yes, Lord, I'm going through. And he bore the cross up the hill when no more strength was there, and he stumbled and he fell. He said, I'm gonna finish it. To the extent where God even brought Simon to Cyrene and gave him to help him take the cross the rest of the way. Because it's going to be finished. The nails that went into his hands and his feet. As he gasped in the pain of that happening. He says, oh God. Just a little bit more. I'm going to finish this. I'm almost there. And there he got stretched and hung on Calvary. Naked. Naked in shame before all men. And he hung there with his hands. Trying to get his breath. And in his mind. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it. Because I got my children. My bride. I've got a son. I've got a daughter that needs the blood of Calvary. They're lost without this blood. The chasm's too great. They will never, they will go to hell forever. They need me. 
And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, think about it. He's standing, he's hanging on the cross. I was just pondering there. And after all these things, scripture says all things were now accomplished. Everything, everything was now accomplished. It went through it in his mind. He was thinking of all the prophecies. He's thinking of all the types. Has everyone been nailed? Have I, have I accomplished it all? Did, did I fulfill everyone? Is every single prophecy just exactly the way it was spoken? And it's yes, it was accomplished. It was accomplished that way. My plan is exactly, it's exactly exactly in order it's going to be exactly there oh god and he says now they were accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled one more he says i thirst because that scripture still needed to be accomplished glory there wasn't one missing everything is there i got one final prophecy i thirst done everything is done then he could cry, as one scripture says, with a loud voice. And he took one great breath and said, it is finished. Glory. What an accomplishment. What a finishing. Who cares what this world accomplished? That single moment. He alone deserves that phrase. No one else is worthy of even saying that. Because it pales in his accomplishment. Hallelujah. It's condemned now. Brother Bram says sin has no more hold. Oh, glory. Sin has no more hold. When he screamed at the cross, it is finished. Sin died. <laughs> sin died. Now it's dead. Done with. Powerless. Lifeless. Think of it, people. That's sin the enemy to human beings is dead and lifeless. It has no more effect. i got to read that again. Listen to this. That sin, enemy to you and me, human beings. Are you a human? Your enemy taking you to hell. That enemy is dead and lifeless. It has no more effect. It can't. When the sun shut off its vision and the stars would not shine, the earth turned black. It was all being redeemed. Glory! It was buried. Sin was dead and buried, no more gone, and it took it all with him. Brother Branham says, that's why. Many he goes are coming to the pool to be baptized. He said, why? Something took place. Spirit came out of the body when he screamed. It's finished. Condemned. Sin in our bodies and we must bury it, which is why we're baptized, to be remembered no more. When anything is buried, it's hid. It's out of sight. And it buried, he carried our sins far away. God can see our sins no more for they are buried. They are buried where? In the sea of forgetfulness. Think of it. Think a sea of forgetfulness. He can't remember them no more because they're both dead and buried. It can't even be remembered. I said, Lord, don't exhume your sins. It's buried. Okay, many of you don't even know the term. Don't dig it up. Don't go being and digging. It got buried. It's no more. Let it decompose. Let it get down into the earth. Let it be nothing. Amen. Oh my. He says, no wonder the mountains jumped. 
shouted on that day. No wonder the sun hid its face and screamed for joy. He said, no wonder all nature broke loose. The wind shook the trees, shook joy, jumped. They seen the prophet shepherd on the mountain, redeem every name in the book of life. They seen their own nature was redeemed. They screamed and jumped and the whirlwind earthquake and the mountains rent. Like any meeting when the shepherd reveals to you that it is finished. Break loose. If a mountain could break loose. And the sun could break loose. And all nature is breaking loose because they're being redeemed. What should you and I be doing? Amen. When he reveals to you, it's finished. Oh, oh, the final cry of victory. Amen. That nail... Driven on Calvary. He goes, you know, but Brown says, you know, the devil did never believe he was divine. Can you imagine? He's wondering all this time. Man, he said it, but I just don't believe it. What a doubter. He says, mm -mm, there's just no way. There's no way this is him. And Brother Bram says it so many times, the stinger of death come up there to sting Christ Jesus. With his stinger, he said, every other person has taken this stinger. And never, nothing ever happened. So, I'm going to do it again. Come on. Come on, death. Here's another one. He's saying he's the Messiah. He's saying he's the Son of God. Sting him. And as Satan, as they were driving the nails, Satan is driving that stinger into him at the same time. Death, life is slowly ebbing away. But you can nail all you want, devil. But he couldn't clinch it. Amen. Satan couldn't clinch death. All right, no, you know what a clinching is? Who knows what nail clinching is? Very few. That's right. Because even I thought I knew what clinching was. And when I looked at it, I said, that's not exactly what I thought clinching nail was. I thought clinching a nail was like, bang! One final blow, smack her down, clinch it heavy. Mm-mm. Wrong. Clinching a nail, clinching or clenching, I don't care which one you want to use, I or E, is actually when they drive a nail through, certain nail, and then they either put like a hard surface behind it, so that when it's smacking it, it's actually forcing that nail to turn back around. Okay, and comes back on it, basically back around and creates this little hook. Or you can smack the nail through, and then you can take a plier and make a little hoop, and then smack that through. Okay? So now the nail essentially looks like that. Try and pull that one out. That's why it's clenched. It ain't going nowhere. That's clenching a nail. Now that you know. And it probably means nothing to you in the days ahead except for the fact that Satan can't clinch it. Alright? He couldn't do it. Alright? Because three days later, Jesus Christ said, you can drive the nail into me, Satan. But he took that nail, and three days later, he rose again, and he turned death. He said, sorry, death, you ain't going to be the same again. I'm turning you around, and you ain't going to be able to be pulled out. You just your stinger into me. It ain't going nowhere. I took death with me into the grave, and it ain't going to be a sting to Noah no more. Death was clinched. He took Satan's most powerful thing. What? Death. What's going on? Trying to pull him out. It ain't working, bud. Victory is gone for you. What did Paul say? 
Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? Why? Because Jesus Christ clinched it into himself and proved that he was indeed who Satan didn't think he was. said, I am indeed king of kings. I arose and I resurrected and death is no more. Can you imagine death? The most powerful thing that Satan had in his arsenal. And Jesus just went, yank, took the nail, clenched it on him and said, it's useless for you. It's in me forever. It ain't work on any one of my children. There's no fear in you anymore because that's what it was. The fear of death. Think about it. The fear of death is gone for you. That's the biggest fear of man. And you look at it and say, where's the sting? Where's your victory? My Jesus clinched it. You know, as we've said, Jesus went all the way. There was no stopping for him. He didn't go halfway. He didn't go three-quarter way. He didn't go 99.9% of the way. He went all the way to I thirst so that all could be accomplished for you and I. This is an all-the-way gospel. This is an all-the-way gospel. So if he did it, if he went through every aspect, every jot and tittle, every, every piece that needed to be fulfilled, he did it. He went every step of the way. You must as well. There is no halfway religion. There's no halfway Christianity. There's no, I'm just going to sit around here in church and just come because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's a halfway gospel and you ain't going nowhere. It's an all the way gospel. And no preacher here and no preacher's worth his salt if he's not going to tell you that. I said, Brother Michael, that's pretty hard. You need hard so you can get to heaven. He finished the work on Calvary that we might enter into his presence. We must go all the way. Now, many people think, Brother Bram says, that they come and make a confession of their sins. And they confess their sins. And they believe on him. And God sprinkles them with the water of separation. Typing back to the temple, back in the Old Testament. He says, oh, that's all. Oh, no, sir. Oh, I, I, oh, I believe I need, I need to be saved. I, I believe. And he sprinkles you with the water of separation. No, sir. You're just beginning. You're just beginning. Do not stop there because that is halfway. No, further away. He says. Now, before you can have a board hang, he says. He actually apologizes and says, pardon, this is real rude preaching. Teaching, he says. He says, and he goes into how to clinch a nail. He speaks, you've got to clench them nails down. Speaking about driving this thought home, he says, now notice, when after the believer come and accepted God and the propitiation for his sins, he was sprinkled with the waters of separation, and it was a cleansing. This is going back in type to the temple. We're washed by the water of the word. A water separation that washes us. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word. It only separates you from sin. Partway. Don't Remain there, my precious brother and sister. You've not approached this fellowship. Don't remain there. May you become so unsatisfied in that spot. And I desire, if you're there, I need to go further. I know this may some of you say, I'm all the way. Then pull for those that are not. 
Notice the next thing you take place. The animal was killed. Water of separation was made. Spoke of Christ. Provided. He goes, then after this unbeliever being separated, looked towards the congregation, and he walked up into the holy place. Outer court, inner court, holiest of holies. We know the, 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 the temple and how it was broken down. He's speaking now, you're going to go to the next court, or the inner court, or the holy place. And he had to remember up over the door, he said, with seven stripes of blood. And he said, not something to let him in, enter into fellowship, that something died. Something had to die for him. Although the word cleansed you by the hearing of faith, by faith, we have to recognize the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. Something died for me. And so that's the, the, the step one and the step two. And he went in there before uh, blood that something died that went before us to cleanse the way. Amen. Two. Don't stop there. All the way gospel. Notice. When you come in separation, making confession, you can fellowship with them. He's speaking about those that are in that area. He goes, you can fellowship with them out there. That's wonderful. He goes, you can even go the next step. You can fellowship with them under the blood. That's wonderful. That's true enough. But to fellowship with God. I'm not interested in just fellowshipping with just everybody else out in the other courts. I want to get fellowship with God because that's what matters. That's what... That... You ain't all the way there. I want fellowship with Him to enter into His presence. Amen. So, but to fellowship with God, you have to go into the presence of God. And that's into the Shekinah glory. The holiest of holies. Amen. He says, don't just stop. You get a man. He goes, we, he goes, if it was because of that today, he goes, we just stop at the water separation. Don't get him to fellowship with the Holy Ghost and the power of Shekinah glory. You get that man in that condition. And he will burn a city down with the gospel. You get a man filled with the Holy Ghost. Not just recognizing, I, 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 need, I need to be saved. That's great. Oh, Jesus saved me. His blood cleanses me from all sin. I needed a blood, a blood sacrifice. That's wonderful. Keep going. You need an encounter with God. You need a filling of the Holy Spirit. So that you can go and burn the city down. Figuratively and spiritually. Nothing can stop him, he says. He's got the Spirit of God within him. He's entered into the fellowship by relationship. And that is my burden tonight. Brothers and sisters, don't stay in the outer court. Don't just be some churchgoer. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm happy with that singing. Oh, they worship well. And I go, oh, it sounds really good. No, you need a personal encounter with him. You can't look, oh, so-and-so went in the holies of holies because Jesus Christ came and hung on the cross so that the veil was rent in two so that you could approach boldly into his presence and you can go with the blood of Jesus and enter into a personal encounter with him. Don't let look at somebody else, a wonderful relationship they have. Oh, I'm so happy. My, they're so fervent in fire with God. And what are you doing? Are you just in the outer court? Are you just in the holy place? Get into the holiest of holies. Whatever it takes. Say, God, I need an encounter with you. Amen. You know, young people here, there, and everywhere, this is not a casual gospel. And I pray we're not looking at our, our, our spiritual walk like it's some to-do list checklist. Yep, go to church. Yep, I sing the songs. Yep, I say amen. Just some project. Yeah, check the boxes. It's finished. Oh, no, it ain't. Mm -mm. And that, you have a bad reality. And I'm telling you right now, your reality is not right. And I'm telling you right now, you might want to just cross off and X and throw that paper away and say, God, there ain't no checklist. I need to come and have an encounter with you. 
And you might have a decision to serve him. But I'm saying finish it. Go all the way. Every step of the way. Jesus Christ did. He went every step of the way up Golgotha's hill. He made sure he did everything so that he could stretch his arms out on Calvary and be a propitiation for your sin. I'm telling you tonight, go all the way. And don't be satisfied until you're in the holiest of holies. Oh, that God, that gives God an opportunity to move. Now, I'm going to speak about this a little bit. Brother Ebe, you prayed this, prayed this in your prayer. Brother Brandon, the scripture speaks about Jesus when there's an unclean spirit in somebody. And it, he is delivered. Brother Brandon says, he gave his church the authority to do so, cast out devils in my name. He cast out devils of a pretty woman one day. He said, when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walks in dry places, returning back then, bringing seven other devils with him. And now he goes to show that if a man was cleaned out of devils, there was something was in him, had gone out. And so some was delivered. And they were cleansed. And they remained clean. And the devil's gone out, he says. Now when the devil moved out, that gives God an opportunity to move in. It's cleansed. You're whole. You're, it's all gone now. Now you're empty. You need a filling. Okay? Do not. So when he goes out, let the Holy Spirit come in. Don't just leave it there. If you just repent of your sins and go on, then you're going to be worse off than ever. So, Lord, I repent to my sins. I need your blood. I need to sacrifice the Calvary. You can't just stop there. You need to be filled. Get it filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Then you'll have the strength of God's word in you. Manifested and cast, cast out devils. He says, contest is on. Glory! You get the Holy Ghost inside of you, you will burn the city down with the gospel because Satan, contest is on. It's you and me. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Amen. He goes on to say, you can't stay empty. Empty is idleness. That is what is the matter with the converts today. As soon as you get converted, you start idling around. You ought to be out there on your knees seeking God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that's just my burden tonight. I don't care who it is. I don't care who you are. I'm just urging you. Oh God, give them the desire to just finish it. Clinch their, clinch their walk. Say, Lord, I'm going all the way. I'm not stopping in the outer court. I'm not stopping in the inner court. You went all the way to Calvary. I'm coming all the way down to my knees and saying, Lord, fill me. Amen. Oh, it's got to be an earnest burning desire, saints. Because once that's, once God fills you, it's over. Yes, the devil's gonna battle you. Yes, you're in warfare. Yes, but you are sealed unto the day of your redemption. Grieve not the Holy Spirit, where which you are sealed. Amen? A sealing done. The seal has been stamped. It's on. It is, don't even touch it. I put my seal on it. Don't open it. Nothing. It's mine. Done. Devil ain't getting you anymore. He might attack you. He might try and bombard you. But he ain't filling you with anything that he's wanting to fill you with. Don't be left empty. Don't be left empty. That's why we have church. And that's the way you read your Bible. And you pray and say, God, I want to be filled. My, I was just reading in a... Brother Brandon was just in different messages. And he was just speaking about the, the manna and the Holy Spirit and the type 
of the Holy Spirit being the manna that was that fell in the for the children of Israel. And he goes, and every day that manna would they need fresh new manna, right? And, and he said he talked about the Holy Spirit being fresh every day. And and he goes, but he goes, you know, we got too many left layovers. He says, that's right. Some people just eat enough manna to make them good and hungry for some more. But one revival to another one, you got to go out and get renewed again. So there's eating for that day. And he goes, when the manna first poured out, God told Moses, now this will dry up during the day. Now you go out and get a golden omar, make it full of this manna, and put it in the holiest of holies. Oh, I just thought this quote was beautiful. So Moses went out, took some manna, put it in a little, bo- in a little omar, a little container, and he took it in the holiest of holies. Now, every day, they go out and collect some manna. You eat it, that manna, it's no good the next day. You had to go get it fresh again. But this manna, he took, he took it in the holiest of holies. Amen? All down through the generations then, when a man entered into the veil behind the holiest of holies and become a priest, he had a right to take a mouthful of the original manna that fell in the beginning. He had a right to take a mouthful of the original manna that never spoiled. It was the original and he had a right to it. Oh, he says, now we don't have to get some kind of makeup, some kind of emotional or mental makeup. We don't have to take something the devil would hand down to us. But every believer that comes from the altar to the consecrated life, to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he can't get only a mouthful, but a soulful of the original baptism of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. That'll bring the same results as it did on the day of Pentecost. Amen. Amen. The original. You have the original of the Holy Ghost. What happened to the day of Pentecost and what they did? Silver and gold have I none. And Peter and John, Philip being taken up and going and preaching and baptizing the Ethiopian, the, uh, the, can't remember where he's from. It don't matter. That same filling is the same one. You can have the same Holy Ghost. Amen. The same one that took Stephen, who could stand there and, and preach right after, right, not too long. Paul standing there, preaching in the face of death. No trial is too hard. Nothing is no too difficult when you got the original filling. Oh my, I thought that was just so beautiful. He has the right to original, a mouthful of the original. Oh, we don't have some copied, some duplicate. Oh, we've duplicated it 80 million times in the photocopier. And you've got this degraded sample of the Holy Spirit. No, the original, his fullness, his life, exactly who he is. Amen. Same result. Stephen preached to them. Hypocrites, he says. Stiff necks, uncircumcised, hearts and ears. Resisting the Holy Ghost as your fathers did so. My. And they throw them in the street and stoned them. But he had the original. He licked up his head and said, I see Jesus. Why? Because he couldn't be separated. Once the filling, once the original was inside of him, nothing could separate him. Brother Bram says, the devil cannot put a trial upon you too hard. No, unless you maintain that fellowship because you've come to God's provided way of approach. You're a son of God. The world's burnt you out of you, burnt, burnt out of you. You've entered into the Shekinah glory. The spirit of God is in your heart. There is not a devil that can put a trial that's too hard for you. Amen. Because it really don't matter how you're beaten and trodden and moved about. You're anchored. 
And my goodness, if someone just like, gone here, gone there, tomorrow, I'm wondering, where's your anchor? But Abraham says, I see someone that's some cutting their hair, wearing immoral stuff and whatever else, and say, well, I got the Holy Ghost. He says, mm, I'm going to question that. Let's get right down to the brass tacks. If the Holy Ghost is inside you, you will have a holy life. And if it isn't a holy life, it isn't a holy gospel. And it's not the Holy Spirit, because it's only holiness can see God. My. Paul, my goodness, for I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, and I have finished my course. Oh my, what he could, what words he could say. Not just I finished it, but I want you to hold on to the next part. I have kept the faith. Oh my, I just want to say, well, I finished my course. But it's like a wrecking ball went through my life, and it's like all over the map. And my faith was here and there. No, no, no. I have kept the faith. Will I find faith when I come? Yes. I finished my course at that moment. I want to say, yes, Lord, and I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not for me only, but unto them also that love his appearing. Do you love his appearing? Yes, Lord. Therefore, is laid up a crown of righteousness for you. Oh, my. Trials? Trials. Labors more abundant. Stripes above measure. Prisons more frequent. Deaths oft. He was stoned. Laid to dead. Raised up of the Jews five times. Five times. Forty stripes. Do the math. Math. Less one. Forty stripes. Five times. Save one. Thrice. Beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice suffered shipwreck. A night and a day in the deep. Ever spent a few hours in the dark ocean? Nope. Maybe some has. A day and a night in the dark ocean? That's pretty scary. These are just the things he went through. Shipwreck, night and day in the ocean, journeys often, perils of waters, perils of robbers, perils of mine own countrymen, perils in the heathen, perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, and perils among false brethren, in weariness, painless, painfulness, and watchings often, hunger and thirst, fastings often, cold and nakedness. But these things are without that which cometh unto me daily in the care of all the churches, the strain and the burden. Also, of all the churches that he carried as well, on top of all this, more where that came from. Given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, abandoned by all his friends when he was imprisoned, and for we would not, brethren. Second Corinthians 1.8, he says, Have you ignorant of our trouble, which we came to us in Asia, that we are pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life? This is what Paul went through. But I finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Amen. May that be your testimony. Tonight, keep the faith. Say, oh God, I'm going all the way. You bore the cross. You bore my shame. You took the nails. You, you counted the cost. Satan couldn't stand there and mock you because you did, you miscalculated. No, he did it all. So I'm praying tonight. You say, Lord, I'm doing it all. I'm going all the way. Jesus didn't leave any unfinished business. Not one bit. You know, Satan, he has a whole lot of unfinished business. 
He's been trying for thousands of years to finish something. He's been trying to finish taking down one of God's elect seed. He's been trying since the dawn of time that he's been able to to have to have access. And he's tried and he's tried and he's tried to take one down. And he's got a laundry list of everybody. And he doesn't have one checked off. He's full of unfinished business. Amen. I was pondering on it. I said, my goodness. Here he tried to overthrow in heaven. He couldn't even do that. He was sent down to earth. And then he heard a curse when he got down to earth. And the curse told him that her seed shall bruise his head and he shall bruise his heel. And he's like, oh my goodness. He's working against something right out of the gates. He's working against a curse upon him. And here he was in the Garden of Eden trying to defile the human race. But he could never clench the nail. Never one time. He has tried. Oh, I was just thinking, my goodness, I can just see him in his little, in his little room there with all of his, his, you've got project managers all over and they're, they're trying to figure out every single one of his people, every single one of God's people. And he's sitting there and he's trying to figure you out. He's like, how can I derail this person? How can I derail Abraham? How can I derail EBA? He's trying. You're on his list, EBA, whether you like it or not. He's there. He's like, I, I, I'm going to check this box somehow. I'm going to check this box. He's got, he has unchecked boxes all over his, his big, he's got a war room. He's got a war room. And all he's trying to do is send one of you to hell. That's what he's trying to do. That's his, his, his plan. And person after person, person after person has gone through his fingertips. Sons and daughters of God down through the ages, one after one. And he has tried, and he has tried, and he has tried, and he can never, he can never say, it's finished! I did it! Just one time! He's never been able to do that. Don't be little. He has wanted to say, it is finished himself for a long time. But I'm telling you right now, never once has he been able to do that yet. Not one time. No, sir. It's like Haman, you know. Haman, he couldn't stand it. Everybody was bowing to him. Everybody except one. Mordecai. He said, come on. I, you, he's got to be like, come on, Haman. Give it up. Everybody's bowing. Except, but it's him. Him, I hate him. He won't bow to me. And that's the exact same thing. Satan's got a whole lot of people bowing to him. He's like, I just can't get Butter John Charman to bow to me. And he hates it. He hates it. And he's checking. He's hoping every time he goes into his debrief room. And all his little project managing demons come in and give him updates. But it's like, boss, we've got a problem. We've got another one. What do you mean we've got another one? Yeah, you know that one we were working on? I loaded him up on my computer. And the progress bar was all 99.9%. We had him. Oh, we almost had him. But somehow it froze. Oh, what do you mean it froze? I hate frozen computers. Yes, it froze. Who, who was it? Oh, his name is Gabe Florent. And he just gave his heart back to the Lord. What? You mean 99.9%? Oh, but nobody wants to be in that room when he gets angry. Why? Because he can't check the box. Oh, he's had his finger there for so many times. Is it almost 99%? 100, 100, 100? What? A virus? Come on! Because it can't happen. It's impossible. Not one out of God's hands is going to go. Glory! You say, Satan, it ain't finished. Amen. Oh, sir. 
Oh my, he goes, something's changing. What do you mean what's changing? Oh, boss, you don't want to know what's going down on there. I'm hearing people talking now. All I hear, all I hear that's being talked about is who they are. I'm hearing them say they're the voice of the resurrection. I hear them saying, oh my, she is, this is Jesus Christ. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? I hear them saying that she'll have, thus saith the Lord, or she'll stand still. Oh, I don't like what I'm hearing. Oh, no, you don't. All the progress bars are going way back. One after the other after the other. It's suddenly going frozen, frozen, frozen. Amen. Oh my, I can remember. I bet you that happened. He thought he had Peter. Peter denying Christ. Cursing him. Don't even know him. Oh, Satan's like, oh my. We've got a good one. It's the first. And then what happened? On that day of Pentecost. Oh my goodness, he shattered that room that day. Every single one of them. Why? Because the Holy Ghost fell. Tongues of fire fell upon them. They start praising God. What just went on? Here he was cursing him and denying him. And now he's going out preaching like a firebrand. And people are being healed everywhere. Glory. Glory. Yes, sir. A lot of unfinished progress bars. And I'll just tell you, Satan, get used to it. Get used to it. I don't care how many times you want to reboot Gabe's computer. It's done and fried in your war room. Because it's now active in another war room. And he's going out and he's seeking the lost. Amen. Yes, sir. Musicians, why don't you come? My goodness, over time. It's good. It's good. I just want to use... Oh my, too much to say, too much to say, he's just too amazing and too lovely, the Lord Jesus is, amen, I just love to let the devil know, (laughs) I wrote in my notes, I said, well, Satan's going to have some last words too, he's going to be sitting, oh, we'll be sitting, we'll be sitting watching, as he goes in the leg of fire, and he will not be able to say, those cherished words. But he might scream out. It's not finished. That might be his last words. And it's a little bit uh, parallel to the word that he put in at the very beginning. That thou surely not die. And so if he wants to say anything, he can eject that same word. Because it will die with him in the lake of fire. Amen. Amen. His last words. Counter opposite. To Christ's words in the garden. And his last words counter opposite to Jesus Christ's words when the plan was finished. Amen. Glory. My goodness. We're going to have to end it there. Whew. Amen. Oh my, I had a song. Death hath no tears for the blood-bought ones. Glory, hallelujah to the Lamb. You're going to sing that one standing up. And if you want to spin around and clap, and you can do that too. You shake your arms a little bit, take your coat off if you have to, and you sing, Jesus rose from the dead. He rose triumphant, as he said. Snatch the victory from the grave. Oh my. Yes, sir, let's sing this one like you mean it. Stand by. I need a drink. Is this the right key? I feel like I'm always in the basement. All right. Amen. Let's sing that. Oh, death, have no tears for the 
are gone. He's got nothing left to do. Nothing no more. Oh, he's going to be bored and say, well, sorry, but we're not. We're just starting to connect with all those that have gone before us. All those cloud of witnesses that we get to talk to. But our John will be there, Sister Iris. It's almost at that day. Oh, my. I can hear our theophany calling me. It's that close and that real. Amen. My. Well, we love him. We love them. Man, you know, I just really want to sing a song. Is that okay? 
You ready for it? <laughs> I could use some help up here, so I'll give you the opportunity. And you can sing it with me. Because I want to sing, Jesus Drop the Charges. I love that song. Oh, yeah. We sang it a little bit ago. <laughs> and it was when we had like 50. So now we got way more than that. So you, for you brave souls that want to join me, I'm going to sing with all my heart from right here. And you can do so from there or from here too. All right. Only thing I got to say is there's too many at Calvary's. I heard him say there's three and I think we only sing two. So on verse four, please only sing two of those three bottom lines. All right. It threw me off last time. Are you ready? Oh my goodness. I'm all alone up here. I'll give an opportunity. Are you ready? I can't see up there. Well, I was guilty of all the charges. I was doomed to pray. But Jesus, with a special love, when he saved me,
sing that again and again and again. <laughs> but we won't. But I could. Saved by grace. If I could just sing that over and over and over again. Because that's the song that we'll sing when we cross over. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Oh my. The song that angels can't sing. Hush. Hush angels. I know you sing holy. Holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. And the temple trembles. But this one. You have to just, just listen to us. And we'll make the temple tremble as we sing amazing grace. How sweet this sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Amen. Oh, I pray that you can sing that with just as much fervor. It doesn't need to be loud, but it can just even be just, oh, amazing grace. Because it's something real in your heart. Heavenly Father, Lord, your word is wonderful. Oh, God, I'm so, oh, it just so thrills my heart, Lord, as we've been pondering your word, as you climbed up Calvary's hill, and the cross was raised up, Lord, on Calvary, and, Lord, your hands were nailed to the tree, and you cried out, oh, God, it is finished. Oh, those are precious words to my soul, as, Lord, each son and daughter of God can recognize, oh, if you didn't say that, redemption would not have been 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 paid for oh god thank you that you paid the price lord even in my notes lord that that word that the greek word for finished lord it actually is what they put on a receipt that is paid for oh god lord i just was pondering it was paid for you could go around and we could show the devil just go to the scripture here devil and see it is finished because it's the receipt that redemption's paid for Oh, God, when Satan might come and, and, and torment and combat your people, may they just pull out your word and they would go to John and they would point to that scripture and say, sorry, devil, it's finished. Here's my receipt. Don't bother me no more. Oh, God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together that we can, Lord, just, just fellowship on the goodness of being a child of the king. Go with each one tonight. Bless their drive home. Some have long, long journeys home. Bless each one in their homes, our precious saints that are part of us, Lord, that are in the state side. Lord, you, you just go special in their little room right now. Lord, just, just, just completely fill their little bedrooms or living rooms. Lord, your presence will be there. I pray they were shouting saved by grace as well. Lord, it don't need to be in this little building. It don't need to be in just this sanctuary, but it can be in the sanctuary of their hearts, in the sanctuary of their homes, and they can cry out, saved by grace. Bless the evening and the remainder of it now, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Sunday, Lord willing. I'd say hopefully not, Lord willing, we'll see you in the rapture. That's what I would be, Lord willing, hoping for. That would be better. That probably came out weird, but you get the point. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. We love you. You're dismissed in Jesus Christ's name.